Alrighty, hello, Flaff, and welcome to episode 11 of Kitze Cast. We made it, you made it. Round of applause, tap yourself on the back. Thank you for listening. Appreciate your comments, appreciate you watching. And let's get started. Episode 11, today's topic is going to be, we're going to talk about the assistant again, delegation. I'll tell you experiences with previous assistants. I have some funny stories there and sad at the same time because they cost me money. Uh, walk with me. Don't forget to walk with me. If you promise yourself you're going to walk during this episode, don't look at the weather. Doesn't mean, doesn't matter. Rain or shine. Go outside. Walk for 30 minutes, 35, however long this is going to be and thank me later. Uh, what else? Send me video or comment questions. Someone, this, somebody told me they left a, a question in the Discord, which you don't check often enough. Uh, hopefully, like, MJ will be able to scoop up all the questions if you put them in the Discord. Don't put them in YouTube. They have a little thingy here. I'm refreshing it like a madman. There's no need for anyone to come and organize them. Like, I'll just answer your question. So use YouTube, but if you posted something on Discord, we'll also answer it at some point. Uh, conferences I'm going to. Congress, next year, so 2nd, 2nd of February. Join me in Warsaw. I'm going to be opening the conference. All right, let's start. Before we dive into the day and the goals and everything, let's start with the Benji review and see how I did today. <sighs> Fun. I uh, hate the screen sharing part of this goddamn podcast, but but let's see. Sleep time and sleep score. I still checked May that I slept meh. I don't know how do you pronounce it, meh or May, but I always check that and I feel, I don't know why I feel so tired. Like I can barely sit right now. I can't wait to go to sleep. I'm barely taking like a, when taking a breath, I feel heavy. I feel tired. I don't know why do I feel this way. I don't feel, I don't drink coffee. I don't get any form of um, caffeine or whatever. Maybe it's that. I don't know, but I feel very, very tired. Fasting as always has been going good. As you can see, one fast completed and our fast started. Uh, the food has been going great. I, if you want to pause and see what I've been eating, um, you can um, you can see here the score is 100%. This thing, like I just want to talk about this breakfast that you can do and it's complete game changer for me because we've been eating eggs for like forever and I think I finally got a little bit sick of eggs um, because you can make this in probably five to seven minutes and then you can finish it in the next three minutes. It's amazing. So you take, like I was 31 years old when I figured out you can cook oatmeal in a microwave. Like the thing that was killing me about oatmeal is I always thought you have to put it on the stove and then, you know, whisk it and whatever. And it takes 10 minutes to cook it properly. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do that. So you take instant oatmeal, which takes less time to cook. I don't, I'm not even sure if you should cook instant oatmeal, but let's say that you do. So I saw this on YouTube. They put it for two minutes uh, in the microwave. So you put oatmeal milk. I prefer not oatmeal, oat milk with, oat, with a bunch of oatmeal, instant oatmeal. I put it in the microwave for two minutes and that puppy comes out cooked. So then what I do is I take two scoops of cocoa powder, which you might sound like, oh my God, didn't you say like you're not eating sweets? Have you tried cocoa powder, but like raw cocoa powder? Not those Nesquik fucking bullshit, just plain cocoa, the plant, whatever. You try that, you're going to puke it right out. It feels so, it's horrible on its own. It's it's not sweet at all. It's very, mm, the word doesn't come to me, whatever. It's, it's not tasty at all. But you put two scoops of that and you put one scoop of vanilla or chocolate protein will be even better in this scenario. I only have vanilla at home. And then on top of it, you slice one banana and you put fresh ra raspberries or strawberries. I mean, before you put all of that, you just whisk the oatmeal with the protein and the cocoa powder. And it's like very, very close to eating a chocolate pudding, except it's full of nutrients and it's fulfilling breakfast that you can do in like five to seven minutes. So I'm doing this. I did this yesterday. I'm, I did this today and I'm planning to do it for a while until I get sick of it and I go back to the eggs. But it's it's freaking amazing. If I go back to the eggs, we're going to like I'm going to make this for 
um, for dinner, even though I hate eating dinner. Anyway, enough about the meals. You can see the meals here. Your boy is at 100%. The weight has gone up. Like yesterday, it was 94 point something. Today's 95.4. I'm not thinking much of it. Day to day, it can fluctuate. At the end of the week, like there's going to be a gap and I'm going to lose weight for sure because I haven't been eating anything bad. Like I've been working out. So I'm not going to blame myself for this, that the weight has gone a little bit up. Uh, next, we have workout, which didn't happen. It's Tuesday. So my workouts are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I skipped the Monday one. I thought I'm going to do it today, but didn't do it today. So hopefully I'm going to do the workout tomorrow. I did my walking in the morning. It's no question anymore that it's a habit. Finally, I can say after reading Atomic Habits by James James Clear, I think. Atomic Habits. Yeah, it was Atomic Habits. I read it three freaking times. And I finally made a new habit and it feels amazing. Like in the morning, I'll just crave this now. I just want to get this bottle of water, start coding and do one hour on the treadmill. Treadmill, I even learned how to see it properly person that left a comment on day three and I'll never forget it until the rest of my life. I hate when someone injects some sort of opinion or whatever and anytime you think, I don't know, about Marvel, then you think, oh, that person has said whatever about Marvel or this person about the treadmill. Now, anytime I say the word, I'll just think of this person. It's funny. Uh, Pomodoros, again, I have four hours and six minutes. However, if you look at my completed Pomodoros, these are the thingies here. Um, you can see that I started, like the first meeting with MJ was at 9.15. But here I missed like one, two Pomodoros. Uh, so let's say I did two more. My dog is barking, wondering at what, probably at the wind. Um, so let's say that I did like around um, eight. So I did 10 out of 10, but I'm still not happy. That would be around five hours of work, let's say, with the ones that I didn't do. I want to do more than five hours of work. I'm going to get there. Now let's open the habits. Totally green. There's nothing nothing red in there. Actually, it's not bad for today. It's not bad. I just didn't do any workouts. So naturally, without the workout, I don't do stretching and I don't do planking and I don't do hanging on a bar and I don't do social except I check the stupid YouTube studio app for comments, which ruins this habit for no social. As you can see, everything else has been going fine. I'm doing all my habits. Inbox zero is finally skipped because today I shared all of my mailboxes with MJ and I'm just going to skip this habit from now on. I don't have to do inbox zero. Someone else is uh, gonna take care of that and maybe I'll even delete this habit as soon as we establish some sort of delegation I had green tea ate lunch mindfully this is really nice that I started eating mindfully so I eat breakfast upstairs usually I would take the breakfast and watch something on YouTube or watch something um, now I started eating mindfully so that's a that's good progress night routine as always we don't we don't talk about the night routine for now everything else has been great no soda no alcohol no bread no fast food no coffee no sweets and bunch of no things if I don't go to the sauna, I don't read. I still don't have the habit to read before I sleep because this thing, this freaking thing, the Steam Deck is ruining my life. I'm obsessed with this thing. Forget what I said in the first podcast. On the toilet, you should have a book. It's called a toilet book and you're always going to read it. I don't like, I just shove the book somewhere. It's only Steam Deck. Whenever I have a break is the Steam Deck around me. So I need to get back to my reading habit somehow. What I love about this podcast is you can see that I'm not someone who's going to preach to you how to be better and how you should do all of these things. I just want you to see me failing, trying, learning, and eventually if I implement something, um, it might stick or it might go away. So it's all about learning together. It's not like I've mastered everything and I want to teach you about a bunch of things. So what else? Th those are the habits for the day, I guess. Uh, the goals are getting to 85 kilos. We're going down, but we'll see. I think this is going to be the easy one because I, I don't object my diet. I don't, um, I don't crave any fast food. I don't crave pizza. I don't crave cheat meals. So if I just continue like this, I'll just get to 85 kilos easy. If I was struggling with it, I would tell you, but for now it's totally fine. Paying out this house, hopefully with MJ and delegation and everything, uh, we're going to get to that. Four books per month, not doing anything about that. Six pack this summer. 
Well, with this pace of working out, we're not going to see a six-pack this summer because I, I keep doing two trainings per week and they're not enough. And fixing leg pain, today I had serious, serious leg pain. So I got to get my shit together. MJ, if you're watching this, I think you said that you're going to watch the podcast. I need to put that as one of my priorities to contact this person. I'm going to give you the email. It's called Arthur. It's from another city in Poland. And I need to book another 10 sessions. Like we were doing a video session. He was helping me with specific exercises for this leg pain. And he was really helpful and it helped me. But of course, you know, me being chaotic, I just paid him for the last couple of appointments, but I didn't show up because I'm an idiot. So hopefully we're going to get back to that. All right, so let's talk about my day. Did the, let's unshare the screen. Uh, we had a meeting with MJ from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. So that was like seven meetings in a row of 40 minutes or I, I don't know the math, but we did probably, yeah, we did probably we did seven 40-minute meetings because we're not paying for the Zoom. Fuck paying for Zoom, dude. Like Zoom had the chance during the pandemic to be something big and all they did is they added more buttons to that freaking toolbar. So now when I look at the button that I want, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and they have groceries now, and they have, like, whatever, uh-huh, and pet sitting, and you can order Uber. What are all of those buttons, Zoom? So I'm not paying for Zoom. We're doing 40-minute meetings, and it's healthy for the culture. You don't want to have a meeting that's more than 40 minutes, and then you do seven of them in a row. So before the meeting, I was just doing the uh, walking on the treadmill. I took my dog out, so we started walking outside. The snow and ice are freaking melting, fucking finally. Hopefully, Poland's not going to surprise again. And yeah, what did I want to say regarding this? Uh, these are all the things from the evening. So let's talk about the meetings and let's talk about delegation and let's talk about um, let's talk about my previous assistants first before we talk about today's meeting with MJ. So about two years ago, I was uh, yeah, I think it was two years, two and a half years ago, two summers ago, let's say. I was in Croatia for this conference in Zadar, which is absolutely my favorite conference because I've posted some photos on my Twitter. Like the hotel they put you in and the surroundings and the seas, like freaking mind-blowing. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Hopefully, they're going to invite us this year. If you're watching this, wink, wink, we're waiting for a freaking invite. Uh, they invited me last year, but we were expecting the baby, so we couldn't go. So um, it's amazing, but I got too chaotic there. I wasn't prepared for my talk. I was doing it last moment. Like the place was beautiful, but my wife was sitting bored in the room because I was the chaotic me and I was like, but babe, I got to prepare for my workshop. I got to do this and that. So I'm like, I want to stop being this person who, you know, he's unorganized and I'm going to start searching for an assistant. So I think I posted an Upwork ad or I don't know what I did. And I was, ha I know that I found the person I need to talk to in Croatia. And then I'm like, when I come back, I had this hope that, you know, I'm going to be this person with the assistant. So I started with this assistant and <laughs> naturally on the first meeting, I overwhelmed him because he thought, oh, this is going to be easy peasy. I'm going to teach this guy how to use basic calendar, right? That's what he taught. Then on the first meeting, I overwhelm him with the amount of projects that I do in life, with the amount of things that I have in life. And I can see him being like, huh? Mm, mm, all right, interesting. So basically, he couldn't find ways to organize himself to organize me. Because you have to be super productive, organizing yourself person to know all the tools, to know all the techniques before you can organize me. Because when I throw 50 things at you, you need to know where to put them in your day and your week. So I, I think I also put too many things on him. Like he was supposed to lead our meetings at work. And like 10 minutes, five minutes into the meetings, he was like, so uh, how, how do we do this? Kids said, do you want to start? And I'm like, fuck, this guy doesn't know how to lead a meeting. I need to lead the meeting. So basically after a while, I realized like I'm giving my money for nothing. Fuck this. This is not going to work. Then I went on Upwork again. I started searching for executive assistants. Um, I found someone. Uh, her resume was amazing. She was a speaker at conferences and a bunch of other things and blah, blah, blah. But we had some friction. I, I, I don't remember the exact situation. I just remember right now when I think about her, negative feelings, a lot of friction, 
not good collaboration. One time it happened because I, I didn't like I didn't like micromanaging. I don't like micromanaging. I usually like trusting people. Like I'll throw work at them and give eventually I want them to figure it out. But um, when I went on Upwork, like I saw in that screenshot thingy, I opened it once. So one time, dude, one time I opened that and I see Netflix. Like I see Antonio Banderas and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm paying Antonio Banderas to manage my calendar. What the fuck is going on here? And I ask her, and she's like, oh, no, no, the screen sharing thing from Upwork kind of picked up my second monitor. I was doing that while organizing the calendar. I'm like, you know, you fucking weren't doing that. You were actually watching Netflix while I'm paying you. So that like broke my trust that this person, like, especially in the first few weeks when you start as my assistant, there's like a billion freaking things to do. And if that first week you're like, you're watching Netflix, like it, that, it's not going to work. But I was still, you know, I was like, no, no, it's fine. Let's continue. And this person... You can. You need to really push me over the edge. You need to push me to the limit for me to be like, oh, fuck, we're not going to work together. So I'm not easy. I should have been more quick when it comes to firing. Like speaking of previous employees I had, like how tolerant I was, like I had a developer once and tolerated for way too long his bad code and bad attitude and everything, but I just didn't. I wouldn't say I didn't have the heart. I just, I think I'm not the person. I, I cannot be bothered, dude. I'm like, oh, they're going to get better. I just, I, I thought that I solved that problem. So I don't want to be bothered with it now, like finding a new person now again, like fuck that. So anyway, I should have been faster in firing. So I had this other Polish assistant in combination with this executive assistant from Upwork and they were supposed to work together. So whenever the executive assistant needed something in Poland to speak Polish or whatever, like she would call this other assistant and together they would do more. Now, what happens and how they both got fired because I just, not like not fired, you just press the cancel button on Upwork and say, I don't want to work with you anymore. Fired sounds too cruel, right? I should stop drinking water at night because you wake up at night when you're older, you know. Um, so what happened is um, I told them to upload my YouTube videos and to write the title, the description, and a couple of tags. Now, I'm not a growth hacker, right? Do you see Mr. Beast or do you see a guy who lives in Poland? So you see a guy who lives in Poland. So when he uploads a YouTube video for Christmas, what are the tags that you put in? Santa Claus, reindeer, Christmas, kitsche, idiotic, video, vlog, live. Those are the, see, I just did it in 10 seconds. Now I see in the time logs, somebody booked time for this. And I go and I see these two assistants. They had a meeting, dude. They had a meeting about which tags to put on the Christmas video. Now, if I take my dog right now, who I can see him chilling in the hallway. And why is he doing that? Is his water bowl empty? Like there, there was something weird happening with my dog today. You know what? I'm going to pause the podcast. I'm going to check if he has water. I think he has, but I'm going to pause. For you, it's going to be an instant. Now, I can take this lovely, lovely creature. This is Benji, if you haven't seen him before. This is Benji. This is who I named my app after. Um, if I take him and make him like walk over this keyboard right now, he would figure out seven tags for a YouTube Christmas video, right? They didn't need a meeting. And I was like, man, people are playing me. Like They're wasting all of my money. Like They're not productive as I want them to be productive. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to work on my own. So I got burned out, basically, on all of the assistants. And I was like, I just can't. Also, the other assistant, um, when she would report things, like they were not nicely structured. Benji, can, can, you, can you chill, bro? Let, let, let's chill. What do you want to say to the mic? Come on, say something. Say something I'm giving. He's so sweet. I love this dog more than anything. I mean, I don't love him more than my daughter. I equally love them, let's say. No, I love my daughter more. I cannot make up my mind. I love you. That's it. You understand English. Um, so basically I, I'm thinking in databases and tables, but this assistant would just report everything as a Google doc. And I was just suffering when something is not structural and it's not looking like a database. And I think if my dog keeps licking my hand, you're going to hear that on the microphone. So you 
buddy, you sit on the ground. So I just had to, you know, I was like, fuck it, I'll do everything myself, which was a big mistake because I took a long gap from having an assistant. It was like a really long time, uh, me not having an assistant and doing a bunch of things on my own and then starting again, just because I burned out on Upwork. So I guess it's very hard to hire an Upwork because usually people work for multiple um, for multiple people. They're not completely focused on you. And with the amount of things that I have, I wanted someone who's completely focused on me. So I mentioned that MJ is going to be full-time. And in the beginning, I was a bit hesitant when I heard this idea on a podcast. I'm like, hmm, full-time, but what do I have to delegate? And then once you just get relaxed and when you let that, once you let that idea settle, you're like, huh, I can also delegate that. And suddenly you're even asking yourself, Will they, even with full-time, will they have enough time to do everything I need to be done? So I went from, I'm not sure if I want a full-time person to, holy shit, there's even, like, I can hire two assistants eventually with the amount of things that I have to do. So, uh, yeah, the one problem, so we had an, now back to MG, we had that meeting, long um, chain of meetings today on Zoom, and I am impressed so far with his tolerance because I'm babbling in this podcast, right? I'm talking a lot. I was also talking a lot in those meetings because like things were getting off my chest and I just wanted to delegate everything and to talk about everything. So it was like meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. And what I didn't see in this guy's eyes is I didn't see, don't pick up things from the ground, Benji. Uh, I didn't see fatigue and I didn't see him, him rolling his eyes and being like, Ugh, like, oh, fine, I'm tired from this day, which I could see it with everyone else I had a call before. Like you could see them being overwhelmed and you're like, if you're just overwhelmed by this conversation, wait until you see all of the tasks, wait until you see everything that you have to do. But this guy, super positive all day, smiling. He was like, yep, we're going to get it. Taking notes, using AI to do transcripts and stuff. Like I really believe that he understood everything. He wrote a bunch of things down. He took a bunch of actions and he gives me hope that we're going to have a great collaboration together. He even did a bunch of things which I respect, which I didn't ask him to do. He was like, hey, I also watch your podcast and I saw what's Glink and I made an account on Benji and I joined your Discord and I did this and that. And like I was talking about recording the course and usually, you know, when you introduce someone to something new, they would be like, ah, oh, course, morse, whatever. Let's move on to the next topic. And he was like, if you have an issue with recording this, I have a suggestion. What, when would you call the course complete? Which topics do you have left? How about I pick a couple of topics per day and I put them on your calendar? So I'm like, he's taking action about every single problem that I say. And the experience with previous assistants I had is they would roll their eyes. You could see they're fatigued. Even after a 30-minute meeting, they would be like, oh, this is just too much. So, so far, I think we're off to a, we're off to a great start. And hopefully, we're going to have a nice collaboration. Like, this is the first time in my life I shared all of my emails with someone. This is the first time in my life I shared all of my revenue. Like, I give, give him the access to my payment platforms. And I've never, outside of my wife, um, nobody knows, you know, how much my apps are making and no one has access to actual data and everything. I just gave him the accounts because I think I've gotten to the fucking point where I just can't anymore. You know, dealing with all these things, I would rather like give everything to like, take the keys to my house, MJ. That's what I'm saying. If you're ever visiting Europe, take the keys to my house. I would trust you that much because I just can't deal with just doing everything by myself. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how the collaboration will go. I still think it takes a lot of skills. Like, as I said, 50 things at someone, and they also, on top of that, have to manage your week. So have, they have to manage their week to organize you, and they also have to manage your week. So it's, it's, it's going to be complex, and we'll see how he's going to do. But uh, yeah, I wanted to talk a couple of other things, enough about assistance. Um, let's talk about conferences, because I mentioned a couple of times that I want to do more conferences. So let's see why your boy is not doing conferences for a while. First of all, COVID fucked me up. 
So um, after COVID, basically during COVID, people invited, started inviting me. The same people that invited me to real life conferences invited me to online conferences, but that sucks. Like my conference talks are full of humor. Like I thrive when I get reaction from the people, like they laugh, I get live feedback, what works, what doesn't work. For example, you do a talk in Romania, nothing. I did a talk in Romania once. This is, but it was mostly because they had seven tracks. So it wasn't like one conference where everyone goes there. They have a seven tracks. One is Java. One is this. There's three guys doing workshops. So people were too divided. So I go in a room. There are four people in here. Two of them dozing off. One of them was probably a hobo from the street who just walked in because of the free catering. And they were all mixed backend whatever developers. And I was making jokes about Redux and frontend development. So everything fell flat. It was horrible. My point was I rejected all of the online talks because my talks were not meant for online. Now that I think about it, maybe they would have worked. But just seeing a bunch of faces on Zoom and then 30 people turn off the cameras and then some motherfucker is eating a sandwich. That happens in my workshops. Don't fucking eat. Even though we're on Zoom, like it's still disrespectful. You wouldn't eat in class somewhere in school. Like the professor talking, you look munching something. But online, there's a different, you know, vibe and I rejected all of the conferences which naturally people are like okay he rejects conferences probably he's not going to come to whatever they real life conferences and um, I realized that people are getting paid for conferences and I started charging for conferences and I started charging a lot for conferences and um, some people have paid me so I started making money just by giving a 25 minute talk but a lot of people know that they don't need me and they'll just find anyone else basically because most of the speakers, even the good ones, even the good ones are not going to charge money. So they're like, okay, Kitsi is a great speaker. We'll just find someone who is good enough speaker, let's say. We're still going to sell the same amount of tickets. It's not like I'm going to bring them extra fucking tickets. Um, like, tap myself on the back. But every time I've opened a conference and every time I talked at a conference, like the comments are always the same. I have them on my website, kitsi.io slash talks. Because I wanted, you know, to tell conferences, hey, if you get me at your conference, you're always going to get this feedback. And the feedback is, tap myself on the other shoulder. This was the best talk at the conference. This was the best talk at the conference. So I thought, oh, I'm getting this feedback all the time. Let me charge shit ton of money for it. But then I realized I started getting rejected. People were like, nah, sorry, we're not paying anyone. We cannot pay you. We're not paying anyone. We cannot pay you. So basically, instead of going to conferences and promoting Sizi, promoting Benji, promoting React Academy, promoting Gling, promoting all my products... I wanted money and lost all the contacts with the conferences because they invite you one time, they invite you a second time, they see your price and they're like, now we're just going to find somewhere for free. So I think we need to unionize conference speakers. We need to form some sort of pact because it's absolutely mind-blowing to me that you're not getting paid for your talk, especially if you're like, let's say, a senior speaker and especially if you're like the opener of the conference and you're the one who will do the entertainment and people will like the conference because of you, I think you deserve money. But now I'm, you know, I'm second guessing all of that. And I'm like, this is not going to change. I'm not going to magically change the entire industry. Maybe I should just suck it up and go like, they still pay for your travel. Like I would not go if they don't pay for the travel. They pay for the hotel, pay for the food there. They pay for Uber, a bunch of other things. And just, you know, include and promote a bunch of things while I'm there. Like give out t-shirts, stickers, try to promote my products. But on the other hand, I hate doing that, to be honest. Like one time, there was only one time at a conference we brought stickers and we brought t-shirts and everything and I found it a little bit exhausting. But on the other hand, I was surprised at how many people just tweeted me, hey, big fan of CZ, come give me a t-shirt. And I'm like, what? We have fans? That's weird. So maybe I should start doing it again because I definitely crave going to conferences again. So at some point, like I got so used to like being invited to conferences, like I get invited all the time that now when people, you know, I rejected a bunch of people, I'm not above the point to start applying for conferences again. 
at least, you know, when I apply and they're like linked to previous talks. And when I put that link, they can see I have amazing talks, I have amazing feedback and I have a bigger chance of making the conference. So I was supposed to go to a conference in Paris. I fucked up because they sent me an invite form and I'm like, huh, invite me, invite, they're going to have me anyway. And when I filled the invite form, they were like, oopsie daisy, you filled it too late. We already have other speakers. So um, maybe there's a lesson here that even if you, you know, you were at level here, like I got invited to conferences, I'm not afraid to just to go back a level down and apply to a bunch of Google Forms. MJ, if you're watching this, that's also one of the things we need to do soon. Just apply, go to a website, find all the conferences and apply as a speaker to the conferences. Then once I have that, once I get accepted as a speaker, we can just one up the thing and be like, hey, do you also want to do workshops? Like I'll get some percent of the revenue, you get some percent of the revenue. So there is a chance of actually making money. Uh, if we do a workshop, that's how I did it in the past. When I do a paid workshop, like the conference makes um, 30% of the revenue, I make 70% of the revenue and they get a conference talk for free. So maybe that combo of doing a workshop, still getting paid a lot and doing the talk is something that I need to do more. I'm aiming for one conference per month. Hopefully I'm going to do that this year. It depends. Honestly, right now it depends to, uh, I'm not promoting my talks. I'm not putting shorts or clips from my previous talks. I, I don't have any ads for my talks. I'm not even, I people don't associate me with conferences right now. So I need to get back in the game and hopefully 2024, I'm going to do at least like 10 talks. That's my goal, starting with one in, in Warsaw. That's why I accepted it. Usually I would be very picky and I would be like, yeah, but the name of the conference, you know, like you couldn't pick a better name. And this time I was like, accept, I'm coming. That's it. Um, last thing that I wanted to talk about before we talk about content is that freaking podcast I was mentioning from David Goggins. So um, I sometimes listen to the Andrew Huberman podcast because it feels like homework. Every other podcast feels like, hey, we're having fun with buddies. And then you start Andrew Huberman and he's like, and then the neurosisporin with the misochondriac with the flu. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? The only, conf the only podcast that confused me more is I listened to one episode of Dr. Rhonda Patrick with uh, Peter Atia. He was also a doctor. Two doctors talking on the podcast, like the written form, the transcript from that, would be the same as a doctor prescribing you pills and, and shit. You cannot read anything. You cannot understand anything. So I thought it's only they cannot write, but you cannot, like, I got nothing from this podcast. So it started like, if you eat a bunch of fat and carbohydrates and that Peter Atia was like, let me break it down. But dude, did he break it down? He broke it down to pieces. I didn't get shit from this podcast. So also Huberman is a little bit exhausting. It's a very dense podcast, a lot of information in there. But I listened to the one with David Goggins because if you don't know who David Goggins is, what are you doing listening to me? Pause this, delete this, unsubscribe, and go listen to the two audiobooks by David Goggins. He's like an audio injection of adrenaline in your body. Like if you listen, if you play that audiobook at a graveyard, like you're going to get a bunch of zombies like doing push-ups and pull-ups. David Goggins is insane. So this podcast with Andrew Huberman felt exactly like that. So I, I was listening to it while I was in the gym, but I wasn't working out. I wasn't planning to work out that day. I was... Uh, mounting this stepper machine for my wife. But dude, David Goggins talks in the middle, I swear to God, the middle of mounting this machine, like I finish one screw and I start doing pull-ups. I finish another screw, I do push-ups. So if there's a life hack for working out, he's just re-listening to that book over and over and over and again. Like this guy's story is so insane. It's so motivational. Freaking love him. This podcast was really great. And one thing that stood out to me is Huberman mentioned something uh, with some Latin name, the clazindula bindula, whatever part it is of our brain. We have like two on each side of the brain. 
they found um, a thing that we have in our brain, like whatever that freaking part is. This is the like this is the opposite of a Huberman podcast. This is Huberman for three year olds. So in the two sides of our brain, we have two thingies, and it turned out that this thing is grow. The more you do things that you find unpleasant. So the trick here is cold showers. Let's say if you don't enjoy them and you hate them every time, this area of your brain is going to grow, and then you can you're more um, open to doing harder things because you're training. This is like a muscle, basically. But only if you do things that you don't want to do. If you're like, oh, I coded all day, but if you like coding, you'll, you're not going against uh, your yourself. So basically, this gets trained when you don't feel like doing something. You don't feel like walking. You don't feel like running. You don't feel like going in a sauna. And boy, in my habit list, do I have a lot of things that I don't feel like doing and I'm still doing them. So I guess this area of my brain is growing, but I need to push it even further, one way I want to push it is to hire a trainer to come to my house to push me to do exercises that I don't want to do. Because with this Copilot app, I'm just picking, I'm like, oh, I like pull-ups, but I don't like uh, deltoid, whatever. So this was super interesting to me. And what I realized during this podcast, and something has been like spinning in my head for a really long time, is it really matters what you put in your ears, what content you listen to. I remember... Um, I'm going to talk in another episode, I guess. Let me just write this here, how I met Gary Vee. So that would be an interesting episode. But well, I, I'm not sure if he mentioned that on that meetup where I met him. And he constantly gives that advice to people. Uh, is basically people will come to him and they'll be like, hey, as a kid, I've been abused or my father left me or my mom was an alcoholic or this and that. And his advice is always like, okay, there's like millions like you. You can either dwell on that and make that your life story, which sounds, you know, I'm just paraphrasing his advice before you jump on me and you're like, this is too cruel or whatever. I'm just paraphrasing what he says to people. And he's like, what you can do is, you you know, uh, either associate this and make this your life story or you can try to make it like something in the past and you get obsessed with like positive um listening to positive things like his podcast. He wasn't, I think that he doesn't care about advertising his own podcast. But there are a lot of people, what I'm trying to say in a shitty situation where you might be surrounded by your, by your parents or family saying negative things or constantly being negative or constantly being on a different level than you are in life or your friends around you or whatever. And these people who complain to Gary, they're like, hey, I'm a poor, from a poor family and I would have done this and I wouldn't done that, but my country, but my family, but this and that. The advice that he gives to all of these people is like, you have the internet now put on the headphones, listen to my podcast or find someone who just injects positive energy or, the, or tells you the right things that you need to hear in that moment. If your family, friends, whatever tell you that your business is not going to succeed, that, oh no, that's too risky or this and that, you're listening to the wrong people. So when I was listening to this David Goggin podcast and I started doing push-ups and pull-ups in the middle of it, I'm like, holy shit, it matters so much. What do you listen to? Like if your YouTube algorithm shows you Mr. Beast slept for nine days in a fucking uh, under the ground or whatever, people eating slime or like the worst videos on the internet, people binging food or whatever. The YouTube algorithm can take you one way or it can take you another way. It matters 100% what you listen to every freaking day. All the podcasts, all the content that you consume. I hope that what you're listening to this right now, it's helping you and entertaining you at the same time. That's my goal with this. I mean, my goal with it is to vent, but I hope it's kind of helpful to you. But it 100 percent matters who do you listen to if you're surrounded with negative nellies and all of your friends in your group are constantly like oh fuck that dude oh let's go smoke oh let's do this let's do drugs like you're not gonna get places because it's you against 
many people. Like there are many examples like me. I didn't have always positive influence from my friends or parents or whatever. And you can, you know, you can be like, fuck off. I don't want to listen to any of that. I'm going to do my way. But for a lot of people, the friends, the family and the outside factors are, are going to win sadly. And you're going to be, you know, that stupid phrase, these cliche phrases are always the truest that you are the average of the five people that surround you. That's a billion percent true. So my goal for this year is to make more connections and surround myself with people who think on a 10x level. I'm already in DMs and talking to some people, which I never thought that I'm going to talk to these people in my life, honestly. Like, I'm currently DMing with a productivity YouTuber, not going to name who. Like, he followed me, we started interacting, started DMing, and, you know, in the middle of the DMs, I was like, dude, uh, I just don't want to pretend that this is normal for me. I watch your channel. I watch your channel for very fucking long. I'm a huge fan of you, you know, so this is, like, super awesome that we're doing this. And he was like, Oh yeah, I'm also a fan of your app, Sizi, and I'm and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I know that I'm close. You know, I just need to erase the negative influence in my life and people talking negatively and just surround myself with these people who think big and millionaires and people who have achieved a lot to get to the next level. And I hope you do the same for you. Like clear out those fucking pests, clear out the people who drag you down. Like you don't need them around you. No matter how close you were before, they're only gonna drag you down. Jesus, this was a long preaching session, huh? Call me out if this podcast ever sounds too preachy. I don't want to preach. I just want to tell you about things that work for me and um, how am I failing and how am I winning sometimes. And just it's my internal thoughts as a podcast. I don't want to sound too preachy. At the end of the day, I'm not your mom. Do whatever the fuck you want. So yeah, uh, let's talk about the content. I don't have a lot today for the content, but I still have some apps, TV shows, games, podcasts, and a bunch of other things. Um, I started um, listening to... Oh yeah, actually I have a couple of things that I wanted to mention uh, for my day, I guess. No, there's only one thing that we went with my daughter to a cafe for the first time. Usually we have taken her to malls and today we went to uh, a cafe and we stay, we were there for 35 minutes before she started. Like her bottom teeth are starting to come out and she gets very nervous and she's like, and we're like, okay, let's go home. But it was still a win to see her in a cafe. You take a lot of cute pictures and it still blows my mind that this little person who I love so much is part of my life and suddenly we're going to cafes together. It was just an amazing moment in my day. So from podcast that I started listening to literally 30 minutes before this podcast, Jesus, there's one more big thing that I wanted to mention that um, before we go into the content, that today, for most of the day, I stuck to my schedule, which was amazing. So I woke up at seven. I woke up with an alarm. I'm sharing my screen here. Then I did my walk. Then I took the dog out. Then we had a meeting with MJ and then another meeting and another meeting and another meeting. So we had meetings for the entire day. And then I was coding until 3.50 I was exactly at four o'clock. We had lunch. I helped my wife like clean up. I was taking care of the baby. Then I spent some time with my daughter for a while. And then here I fucked it up at 5 p.m. I was supposed to do tasks of the day, but I was like, let me check Twitter. And then I was playing this freaking game, which I almost beat today. I'm playing Hades, Hades, however you pronounce that. And I got to the last level. I went out. Like there's three levels and then you go out and you're supposed to win. And then I'm talking to the person, not going to spoil it. And then I'm like, oh, of course he's the final boss. Jesus Christ, it was so obvious. And he kicked my ass, but I'm always going to win this game. And I'm too addicted to the game that instead of doing tasks of the day, I was just playing Hades, I took a shower, and we went out to the cafe. However, the rest of it, the evening routine, I, I did it. And for the first time today, I actually opened the routine because in Benji, like these routines, if I go here, this is not a regular calendar event. This is a routine where you can edit the items. So I'm going to show the items for this routine. Like for the evening routine, I have filled diapers, empty the bin, wet wipes, dry wipes, bed for sleeping, headphones, ring mask. I sleep like a fucking cyborg, dude. 
people, when they go to bed, they're like, good night, honey, see you. What I do is I'm like, let me put the ring for sleep tracking. Let me put my mask for light blocking. Let me put my headphones for white noise. I sleep like a freaking cyborg. So I do all of these things and it took exactly 12 minutes. And down to the minute, I started recording this podcast. I was preparing for 15 minutes. I started recording. As you see the line, I'm going to finish now. I'm going to go walk my dog. Now I have some time with my wife here. I'm going to do the night routine and I'm going to sleep on time. And I have an alarm tomorrow again. So it felt really fucking nice to be aligned with the plan that I make in my planner. The only messy part is the work part, which we have to, like MJ is going to help me there to make sure that during the working hours, I'm not doing random shit, but I'm doing actually shit that I've planned to do. So podcast a little bit before this, while I was cleaning up at home and doing a bunch of things, I started listening to Logically Speaking from Logic. He's one of my favorite artists. He was talking to, ironically, Seth McFarlane, which um, I like Seth McFarlane. I love freaking Family Guy. I finished today the TED show. It was kind of stupid. I wouldn't recommend to... If you devote yourself to it, I wouldn't recommend you you watch that show. Maybe if you put it in the background, it has a couple of funny jokes, but I honestly don't bother with it. The movies were fun, fun, but the show wasn't. Then I listened to another podcast. Bill Gates has a podcast. Dude, I don't know. Is it a coincidence or not? I start a podcast. Bill Gates starts a podcast. Logi starts a podcast. Your boy starting trends. Let's just say that. So... I started listening to that. I don't like it much. I was listening to the episode with Sam Altman. Uh, there are a lot of cuts. There's a lot of hipster shit. Like Bill Gates is like, oh, so what's your favorite record? And Sam Altman is like, oh, I like Vivaldi. Like a fucking cool... Shut up, dude. Like people who are like, oh, my favorite music is classical. Walk towards one direction. and Like one direction. Just pick any direction and then drop. Okay? It's not. You like it, but it's not your favorite thing. What's your favorite record? And he's like, oh, some Vivaldi thing. And then they play it for a while. I'm like, fuck this. I want to sit in the middle of podcast and listen to fucking Vivaldi. It was annoying. But maybe I'll listen to a, the Bill Gates podcast if there's an interesting guest or whatever. One thing that I learned, like this was not even a learning thing, is from Sam Altman. He said, what's your, um, Bill asked him, what's your most used app on your phone? And he said, Slack. So me, the fucking dumb follower that I am of people sometimes, I was like, hmm, to grind more and to hustle more, I need Slack on my phone. So now I have Slack on my phone. Um, literally because MJ is gonna need things from me. And I'm like, if, if this Sam Altman guy can be on his Slack all the time, you can open it three times per day and don't pretend to be a diva and reply tomorrow, but you reply whenever this uh, person needs you. So I guess that's what I learned from the Bill Gates freaking podcast, to have Slack on my phone. That's the worst lesson you can learn from the Bill Gates podcast. Uh, all right, book, nothing, movie, nothing, watch Parasite. Until you watch Parasite, don't listen to any of my recommendations about movies, all right? Uh, TV shows, I needed something again for the backgrounds while doing other tasks. So today I started Brooklyn 99. I'm not a big fan of this show. It makes me laugh from time to time. I think it's way too overrated. But I just wanted something on the background. I want to kill this habit of having something in the background. But I think I'm going to kill it after I complete three to four shows. Because my brain is like, huh, you wanted to watch so many shows. Now is the time to multitask, do work, not be focused on at it. And just focus on Peralta and that whatever is the sergeant's name. Like, I'm sad for that guy who died recently, the actor. Anyway, so game, I told you about the game. Music artist, I don't have anything else. And app is CleanShot. If you don't use CleanShot on macOS, you're literally missing out. It's one of my favorite apps. I've mapped Caps Lock and 4 to take a screenshot. And then as soon as you take the screenshot, it opens it in a nice editor. You can add grad gradients and blur things and cross things. It's, it's so amazing. And I've mapped Caps Lock and R for recording my screen or recording a window. It's super useful. Uh, I've even recorded my entire course with clean shots. So I just press caps lock and R, I capture my entire screen and I just record my course. Freaking love clean shot. 
So I guess that's it for the day. 39 minutes, a little bit more than what I planned today. I planned 30 minutes, but it is what it is. Join the Discord, follow the Twitter, make sure to subscribe, make sure to leave a comment. If you can, I'd appreciate it if you review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can leave a review. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Question, not question of the, yeah, it is question of the day. Who is the singer of Chandelier? See ya in the next one. Bye-bye.